0: So, uh, what did you do at the weekend?
1: Oh, you know, nothing much. Watched Strictly. Drank slightly too much wine. Mm. Mm. You?
0: I seem to have found myself in a retreat centre with 40 Mid-Faith Crisis (laughs) listeners.
1: (laughs) Good times.
0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 176 of the Mid-Faith Crisis Podcast. Yep. Don't make your... Don't and you waggle your head at me as though you're bored with it? I'm with that not
1: info. bored. That, that's my high energy. Come on, let's is get it? on with this. Okay. That All was right, me okay. being high energy.
0: What Was it? I thought you were sort of bored. Oh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> episode 176 of the Mid-Faith Crisis Podcast. My yes, name is Nick Page. It is.
1: There is Joe Davis. Hello. Hello. Thank you. High energy. Let's go. (laughs) It was a marvellous weekend and what a privilege to see so many great people. So thank you. Lovely to see you. And
0: we'll we'll tell you a little
1: bit about it in a minute.
0: Yes, uh, we will. Yes. But first, let's do the church notices.
1: Yes, let's. And let's start with the big news. Again, that Lee Abbey is open for bookings. So we're there from the 6th to the 10th um so you arrive on Monday the 6th and you go home after breakfast on Friday the 10th and uh, at the beautiful Lee Abbey what more is there to say well you could give the month oh that's June sorry yes and do you mm. want the year as well that might help 2022 as well. yeah yeah so there you go
0: yep so uh we will put a link in the show notes
1: yeah. and uh, yes early booking is advised it is avoid disappointment now or as we were saying last week engage with disappointment yes <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. anticipate disappointment.
0: <as laughs> <laughs> Just head
1: straight towards it. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. What
0: else has happening? How's your enneagram day? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, full.
1: Um, we'll we'll do a, another day next year. I think probably a repeat of this. So um, yeah, we're just...
0: but, what, do, do, but but why don't you do it for different numbers?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I just want to do it in my house It's too many when it's more than ten You know that No, I didn't mean numbers of people Numbers of Enneagram Oh, I see what you mean
0: Yes This is just for number one, isn't it? It is Or number one like people
1: That is a very good thought And uh, someone else has expressed the same sentiment So maybe we will gradually get our way around all nine Enneagram types Mm. Well,
0: don't do it for number fours Because we're too special to turn up
1: Yes, of course you are You're too unique
0: we were too unique. We couldn't be could be in a room with a load of other people like us. Otherwise, it might challenge our very uniqueness. <laughs> anyway, <laughs>
1: anyway, how are you? I'm all right. You know, it's fairly tired. Had a lovely weekend, but you know, I, you know, it's it's tiring. I think the trouble is, I still behave like I'm 27, and actual fact, I'm over double that nowadays. So. So, you know, you just don't have the same. I used to be able to work weekends and steam on through mm. and do everything. But now I'm left with this kind of tiredness <laughs> that sort of creeps over me. Yeah. Get a little bit grouchy and grumpy if I'm not careful. So, uh, yeah, there's a there's a lesson to us all there.
0: Hang on. though. I challenge the idea that you behave like you're 27.
1: Oh, really? Seven, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there may be others who agree with that. (laughs) So listen, now. so here's my angst. You Hmm. can solve this. So the whole should we fly in a plane thing has come home to roost. Because Reg and I kind of pretty much got to the point where we think, actually it doesn't depress us at all, the thought of holidaying on our wonderful shores for the rest of our lives. That sounds really good because there are many unexplored places. We discover new places like the Forester Dean. You know, there's there's plenty more other places to explore. So I don't really mind that. It will be sad not to go to Mexico anymore where my brother lives. And so here's the thing. My brother's been pretty unwell. And I kind of think, you know, I've got this. I've got this excuse to go. You know, I need an excuse, but, you know, I could go and see him. And I want to. And he really wants to see me. But, you know, the cost to the planet in terms of that airfare, mm. you, you know, and, and the damage it does. It's like all my recycling for the whole year is going to be basically undone by, you know, takeoff, uh, the end of yeah. takeoff. And yeah. then, you know, you do this long haul journey and you just think, oh, I just don't know that I can justify it. So we're really in this quandary now of... We, you know, they really want us to go. I want to go and see him. But, you know, is that a legitimate enough reason to travel by plane now? So I'm in a, I'm in a quandary over that. I'm in a quandary.
0: Well, there's no, I can't, you know, because there's no set answer to it, really. Right. Um, I think personally, I think we should be rationed. I think that would be the way. I think you should be right. allowed like one trip.
1: A yeah. Year. What, a year or a
0: decade? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, let's mm. baby steps. Yeah, because I yeah. mean, the problem isn't occasional travellers like yourself, no. is it? It's the frequent travellers, the people who crisscross the Atlantic or whatever. Yeah. where they don't really need to. That's not to say that you going or not going that
1: doesn't have an yeah. impact, because of course it does. Everything it does. Much, yeah. um... I know. I hate it when you get into these situations where you're beating yourself up all the time. But I still don't. I still don't find. I don't have peace with this anyway because I think, well, if I don't go and see him, Mm. I don't feel particularly peaceful about that. But equally, if I do and stick all that carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, I'm not particularly peaceful about that either. So it's a tricky one. And I know the planes will run without me, but sooner or later, some people have to take a stand, don't they? So, and surely, I think all the messages we're getting from COP26 is the time to make the stand is now, not in the future. It's today. So, yeah. That's my personal dilemma. Anyway, I'm sure we will work our way through that one. Um, Yeah, how are you doing? Uh, It's quite cold,
0: isn't it? Oh, yeah. a bit cold, really.
1: Oh, a cold nick is a bad thing, isn't it? No,
0: yeah, that's not a good thing. But, of course, I can't put the heating on because... uh... Um, yeah. planet and you know all this kind of stuff you know i'm oh. more hardcore than you i'm not it's not like aircraft it's me i'm i'm just i'm just not, <laughs> yeah. not even going to put the heating on
1: that's good i'm sure I'm that's going to make you popular in your house
0: I'm as just well never no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much climate change as stinginess actually <laughs> exactly. uh no a bit cold a bit cold but um yeah, yeah and I had, I had a day off and it wasn't a day off, you know. Like uh, yeah. I'm having to use sort of days off at the moment, and I keep having to work on them really, which I was, oh, that's upsetting. it's a bit of a waste.
1: Is this because you have to write a book?
0: <laughs> yes, it is. So I had a day yeah. off after the weekend, so I didn't go uh, to open doors, but I ended up writing three and a half thousand words on graveyards.
1: <laughs> that
0: sounds relaxing.
1: <laughs> I quite liked it.
0: I quite liked it. I do. I do love a good graveyard. I mean, who doesn't? I know you do. Well, normal people don't. There you go. The other thing is that I'm absolutely loving Bake Off this year. Oh, yeah. We all love Bake Off. What a (laughs) cast. What a (laughs) cast. (laughs) They're all just brilliant, aren't
1: they? They're all great. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm You're not, not sure. sure I'm not sure everyone's brilliant but I do we do like a bit of the bake off in the Davies household there's no doubt well, about it. I just
0: it. think anything with uh, you know Jurgen and Giuseppe in it is great. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch, I know, I'd watch great. anything with those two in
1: it and Lizzie. <laughs> I mean they're all great. I do love Jurgen's accent there's no doubt about it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, um I think I think most people could watch Bake Off around the world, can't they? They get it all over the place. So uh, I don't think yeah. we're excluding people by talking about that. But anyway, um, we should pick up a, a bit about the weekend, tell people about the weekend.
1: Yes, we should, because it was uh, a beautiful thing. And mm. thank you to everyone who came. It was lovely to see you, and we're sorry to all those who didn't come but wanted to. Yeah. Where fit you I answer. suppose the first yeah. thing
0: to say, is there any proper professional um podcasters would have recorded some of it <laughs> yeah, don't you think yeah
1: there, there is an argument for that
0: <laughs> whereas we I took my mic I yeah. took my recorder did you yeah. take that yours yeah 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 just
1: didn't use it at all it's <laughs> certainly forgot.
0: well it wasn't just that i think i think also we didn't want to sort of bike into it as it were. We didn't want to sort of use it no. as fodder. I didn't want to use no. it as a load of sort of recording stuff. No. But it exactly. would have been nice to have done something, I suppose. It would have there. Been. We should have done would have
1: that, been really. smart. We're so inept. I tell you what I loved and and both and also petrified me about it yeah. was that the staff there Shit, were very hands off, weren't they? Oh yeah. Yeah. And and so <laughs> suddenly I think we found ourselves the responsible adults. Yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's the problem? They just said, if you've got any problems or if there's any emergencies, yeah, call on Nick and Joe. And I thought, well, that's... <laughs> how is that going to help anybody? I know. So listen, uh, let's just give a sort of rough shape of what we did so that people can yeah, get an idea. Yeah. We, we, we talked really about um, the journey, about where people were on their faith yeah. journey, and uh, started off on the Friday night by just sort of sharing that, and people yeah. drew a map of where mm. they were, which was quite fun, mm. I
1: think. Um, Your barking, talk- by the way, can I just point that oh. out? Your barking oh. is coming to you quite clearly.
0: Yeah, I think that's somebody else in the house uh, <laughs> barking in the spirit. Oh, that's fair enough. I think there's... Uh... <laughs> I think someone in the house is having a Toronto blessing. Uh, then forgive somewhere. me, leave it in. Yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh excuse the barking. Um yeah, uh so we started on the Friday sort of looking at where we were in the journey, drawing a little map and all that kind yeah. of stuff, and then we talked about four things, didn't we? We talked about the mm. the reading the Bible, praying, uh discipleship and church and, and kinda of how yeah. we contributed. And we didn't
1: there. do plenary type sessions where, you know, us the experts teach a group, but you know, it's no. very conversational and very chatty. It was, and people and were amazing th- and oh, they were and,
0: and I learnt so much from them, so it was brilliant. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think my favourite bit was on uh, Saturday Sat- night. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, so, so Saturday night we did this thing called the the Gallery of Quite Useful Spirituality. Yeah. And it was really people putting on display things that had helped them. Yeah. Uh, rather than do them as a show and tell, we sort of put them all around this house, and this house was lovely, wasn't it? The place we yeah. were was really good. Yeah, really. So good. we put them around this house, and people put out. Books on display or or you know drawings or diagrams of things that help them or or you know all kinds of stuff um tibetan prayer bell and you know journals and all all kinds of uh, interesting um, ways and approaches and i found that great just wandering around seeing what people do i found that really good
1: it was great and half half the time people stood by them while the other half walked around and asked them mm. about them. And then we swapped over and everyone had a glass of wine in hand or something or whatever mm. they wanted to drink. It was very relaxed, but yeah, very, very interesting. Just some great conversations. So fantastic to learn from one another. Mm. Yeah. Really, really good.
0: Again, I think professional, um, podcasters and communicators would have taken some photos
1: at that point no i, I got some photos and oh I'll did you putting them on the facebook yeah oh excellent
0: oh that's good oh we're not so quite so inept <laughs> as well you I you are we i am yeah <laughs> um so i think it was great we tried to keep it conversational tried to keep it in the style of the podcast and mm. it was really good to to meet people and i definitely want to try and do it again i think
1: yeah, definitely, definitely, because it was an absolute winner. And I think, well, we've talked about maybe using a similar sort of format at Lee Abbey, haven't we, mm, next year. Mm. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, so if you like the sound of it, um, as we said at the beginning, maybe book Lee Abbey. Or if you'd like to sort of talk to us about bringing, bringing the weekend to where you are, uh, we'd really be interested in doing it in other areas of the country. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if, you could, if you're interested in hosting it or you could help out in any way, do get in touch. And uh, yeah. maybe maybe we can make that happen. Yeah,
1: that would be wonderful. Uh,
0: I think it's probably best we don't act as responsible adults. I do again. as well. <laughs>
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah. I think it's just inviting disaster, really.
1: Yeah. So we should get on. Yes. Um, should we have some feedback? Yes, let's. Let's. So Stu writes in and says Dear Joe and Nick, are you okay? He says, I'm working my way uh, through from episode one after hearing about your podcast from a guy I met at a wedding at the end of July. He recommended that I start at the beginning and I'm now on episode 98. I wrote at the end of August and Joe replied. Thanks, Joe. My friend tells me you read out my email, but I've not got Mm -hmm. to that yet. This probably tells you something about my Enneagram type that you keep going on about. Anyway, the reason I ask if you're OK is, A, I now consider us friends. We've been together for four Christmases. And B, <laughs> you're about to hit the pandemic and you don't know it yet. Oh. He, says, he says, it's odd listening to you both through such significant global events, Brexit negotiations, leadership races, general elections, rugby World Cup finals, Joe's nipple infection. Oh, and, oh. <laughs> and of course, the pandemic. About that. and of course the pandemic <laughs> he says and as i've got closer to march 2020 i've experienced a mix of curiosity and trepidation but having listened to the 21st of december 2019 episode number 97 and now the 11th of january 2020 i'm worried for you both so on the 21st of december 2019 nick quoted albert schweitzer all true living takes place face to face. And on the 11th of January, Nick said the theme for that year was outside. How did that turn out, he asks. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm now confused as to whether I'm writing to you from the past or the future. Either way, I found the journey transformation. Thanks for taking me with you, love Stu. <laughs> well, I'd forgotten about your nipple infection. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten about him. And I'm sorry to be reminded
0: of it, Yeah, frankly, frankly I could do without that memory. I think uh, just, i know just traumatised myself all over again. Uh, this is fun, isn't it? I feel like we're providing some kind of time capsule service for Stu. Yes, we are, know? yeah. Um, so he's able to, to post messages for himself from in the, future. the past. In the future. Yes. yes. We could actually offer that as a service. I mean, if you are listening to these on sort of catch-up... Yeah, and you want to remind yourself. something. We've offered this before, but maybe you want to say something more <laughs> profound than, like, put the bins out. Yes, you, know, you, right. could, <laughs> yeah. you could write in, like, one or two points. Send a point for the future you to remember. Yes. I think that would be great. We, if we'll get enough, we could, we could have a little section in the show, you know, notes <laughs> for future listeners. It would be great. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it is odd, isn't it, thinking about it? Yeah. Um, this podcast is sort of turning into a diary or, you know, kind of an account of... The years we go through, it'd be fascinating to listen to it back. Really,
1: it's actually history. I mean, maybe people will be <laughs> listening to this in their classrooms. It is, they will, the... <laughs> they
0: will, especially you
1: know, <laughs> but mainly as detention punishment. I'd have thought, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. But we've all been through a lot together, haven't we? That's a tri- that's that's what the reminder is.
0: Yeah, It feels sort of family, doesn't it? Really. Um, yeah, it does. Funnily enough, the outside thing worked quite well, really. Mm. So all we could do during that year was to go outside occasionally it was
1: really but mm. only at times only for an hour at a time
0: yeah yeah remember
1: that God. i remember that yeah happy days <laughs> it's not what claire said anyway Stephen writes in and says uh that you know uh What we were talking about the other week, we mentioned how in systematic theology, uh, people pull bits and pieces from all over the place to sort of make a doctrinal point or to make a a narrative. And And I did make the quip that that's what I was trained to do in a rather disparaging way. Um, mm. but, he, but Stephen says, but, but the New Testament from Jesus through revelation is littered with this as a normative way for New Testament teachers and writers to act. They proof text, whatever scraps and bits of Psalms and the prophets and the law to make whatever point they want. This was common practice then. But now we say in modern scholarship that you can't do that at all, except we do anyway, so we have a double standard. When someone pulls something out of context and assembles Frankenstein of a point, we call foul play, but when somebody makes a fine point we agree with, we call it good scholarship, and it's the way to use the whole counsel <laughs> of the word.
0: Oh, uh, Amen.
1: Oh, Amen. He says it's always troubled me, for example, when Paul just pulls Hagar and Sarah out in Galatians 4 to make a point about the Old and New Covenant. If I were to get up and preach that from my own brain, I'd be thrown out and on my yeah now obviously i don't have apostolic authority like paul did and don't preach with the authority like jesus did but still when are we supposed to use our modern notions of proper hermeneutics and when is it okay to just go with what the spirit is saying it's a good point isn't it mm, mm. <laughs> thank you Stephen. and uh, he also says some nice things about the show and uh, talked about grace as gratitude which is also good thank you mm. yeah so what do you think uh well i think
0: it's it's an example isn't it of how um the ways of reading the bible change i think the problem is it's not that one's right and one's wrong in a way it's that it's that nowadays we say this is the right way to read the bible Mm. and and the other ways are wrong even though we can show through history that many many other people from paul onwards you know used so-called wrong ways to read the bible and it's not just them outside you get church fathers doing it you get all kinds of people reading it in different different ways Mm. um so i mean paul didn't know he was exercising sort of apostolic authority in that sense would have been rather arrogant
1: if he did well he he
0: was quite clear on his role as an apostle he was a bit of a chip on his shoulder about it but actually he he talked a lot about it but but he he was just teaching scripture as as it was taught Mm. and that was a highly symbolic kind of way of reading it. He was using mm. it, which I agree that that um argument about Hagar and Sarah makes mm. no real sense to me at all. <laughs> you know, I can't I think it's a very dodgy bit. But mm. you don't really get it. It's funny actually, I was thinking this the other day. I would really I wish there were some really honest commentaries. Mm. I don't accuse I'm not accusing them of dishonesty. I just mean that there's no commentary ever really that I know of that says this argument makes no sense and is utterly mm. hopeless.
1: Yeah, and we haven't got a clue in modern scholarship what this means. But yes. Perhaps yeah. he had too much cheese the night before.
0: Yeah, you know what? I mean, there's nobody who says that this argument is circular and doesn't make sense, you know, or things like that. Um, <laughs> maybe you should write that commentary. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think I think the thing is you you, you have this... So I was, I was talking at the weekend, wasn't I, about my new favourite Bible verse.
1: Mm. Oh, which yeah. Which is
0: in... In Hebrews yeah. two somewhere. And I can say somewhere, because the the verse literally goes, uh somebody somebody said somewhere this and then yeah. he quotes the Bible
1: verse. And, and you <laughs> think <laughs>
0: Well, if the Bible is really the truly inspired word of God, I would have expected...
1: You know, yeah, yeah, you'd expect them to make at least an effort.
0: In, if God was actually dictating it, I'd have expected him to have come up with a, you know, at least some other pointer that, oh, somebody said this somewhere in the Bible. It's, the kind of thing, still, it's comforting, isn't it? It's comforting because I feel like I've got a biblical yeah. mandate now for just going, yeah, no, somewhere in the Bible it says this. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I think... I think it's not it's not true to say you know you can never prove you can never just take mm. a verse out of context because no. i think we all do that and it's, that's often the way the bible works and i think jesus did it and matthew did it and loads of people did it
1: but it can be used for good and it can be used for ill can't it? so that,
0: that's, that's the absolutely trouble with the point it. Yeah. but isn't the same of true systematic theology yes of course isn't the same true of any other kind of way of reading the yeah. bible that actually yeah. people can put it together in all kinds of ways and what they're trying to guard against you're right and people are saying that is People just um, doing silly things like the like the snake handling, you know. Oh yeah, cults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because it says in one place they'll handle snakes, they kind of pick yeah. up snakes and inevitably they get bitten, you know. <laughs> and die. <laughs> um. So you're trying to stop people from doing stupid things, but in doing so, you you put everybody into the same bag, really. So it doesn't really work. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Great. Shall I move on? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're just finished with this one, uh, Kelly. Uh, writes in uh, and she says uh, I was listening to the podcast today while gardening and listening to you and Nick discuss pluralistic ignorance it's a term I'm not familiar with at all but the concept is certainly relatable when you reflected that people keep believing or at least pretending to believe the same things that everyone else does even if they don't it got me thinking about how the rise of social media may have contributed to the rise of deconstruction If people have felt all alone this whole time, stuck in a social situation where you constantly feel like the oddball, chances are you might not speak up at all or ever really find someone who thinks like you do. With the rise of social media, there's a lot of scope for anonymity. People feel more free to share their true thoughts and opinions. Then, as people realise that they can maintain a level of anonymity while being on the internet and sharing their name, they start to become more open about their true thoughts and feelings and it's got me thinking maybe only a very few of us have ever really believed in traditional church teachings for our entire lives at all maybe the only thing unique to this era is that it's much more difficult to stay pluralistically ignorant It is possible to stay in your own echo chamber if you really want to, but people with other ideas are only an internet search away. This is how I found your podcast. After I Googled something like crisis of faith and found you. (laughs) Well, there's one. (laughs) I'm so glad I did. You and Nick and the other groups of people I've met along the way have encouraged me, taught me and pastored me a little bit while I'm walking through this period of change. And then she talks about stepping back from church and some of the awkward conversations that follow. And she says, Joe, you said that your testimony used to be that you became a Christian at 14, but that you felt it was more important what is happening today. I wholeheartedly agree. Those moments of confession and invitation are very powerful, but they are only just the beginning of a lifelong journey of self-reflection, God-awareness, repentance and tr- transformation. Uh, grateful always for all the people who play a part in this pre- process, and she says, including Chris Tomlin, with a smiley face. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> great thanks kelly uh i think that's really helpful there's loads in there
0: isn't it so i think yes. that's, so i understand it just listening to it the argument is basically that um some parts of social media can actually help against you know pluralistic yeah um, indeed ignorance yeah. by opening you up to other ways of looking at things other and ways help you me. be more honest and truthful yeah. um, And i think that's that's probably true you know i think like we're just saying about different ways of reading the bible it seems to me it can be used either Mm. way yes um you know it can be used to reinforce group think and to want to amplify it you know to a certain level but also yeah you know the internet is great at helping you find alternative points of view um and helping you sort of find other people like yourself. I think that's one of the great things about it, really.
1: It really is. Perhaps that's social media at its best. And perhaps perhaps what it enables you to is to become more aware of stages. And, you know, that you mm. can f- find people who are in different stages of faith than you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, very
0: good point. I think the final bit she talks about when, you know, um, you were talking, your testimony about becoming a Christian yeah. 14 and all that kind yeah. of stuff. We, yeah. we sort of touched on that the weekend because i think that question you know when did you become a christian Mm. it's not particularly helpful no i don't think it is i agree mainly because as we've said before in my case it happens around sort of eight o'clock every morning
1: you
0: yes. Yeah. Exactly. Seven thirty, if I'm or, feeling particularly or not. holy. <laughs> yeah, or, or not. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. So one of the things we asked at the weekend, but and I think it's a great question to throw out mm. to your listeners is, is instead of that being the starting point, the starting point was why did you? Yes. Become a Christian. Yeah. And and that, as I go on, seems to me the much more important thing to hold on to.
1: Yeah.
0: Really. Because a lot of what I sort of signed up to when I became a Christian. Well, I sort of did it at several points. I had several false starts and things like that. But, you know, I don't necessarily go with those anymore. And and as Kelly says in this email, she talks about, you know, um, maybe only very few of us have ever really believed in traditional church teachings all the time, you know, and they mm-hmm. taken on the whole bag. But the why mm-hmm. is... Mm. It remains the same, I think. It's helpful. Really. You're like
1: a Christian relate counsellor, aren't you? Because don't 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 couples go and you know, when they're they're struggling a bit and and do, I don't know, but doesn't the counsellor say, Why did you fall in love with him in the first place? You know, don't, don't they ask those kind of questions. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've never been <laughs> No, I have been to relate yet yet. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, 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 but I, I think, think it is a great good, question, isn't it? It is a good yeah. question. You know, just takes you back to expect, why did you start this? Whole journey thing. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's really... um,
0: so I think that <laughs> that that kind of question is is really important, and that's that's really to hold on to. I think, um, yeah, and it is the beginning of a journey. But those that why, I think, is really worth reflecting on. Really, mm,
1: definitely. And I I also think it's I also think the daily question. Look, is you know, what have we got to do today? What's before me today? I love that exercise. I don't know whether you did it when you did the renovari course, but they got you to say one prayer in the morning and it was this you'd wake up and you'd say lord what are we doing together today and i thought that was really that was such a lovely simple mm. exercise because there's actually loads in that simple sentence one the assumption that the lord is there <laughs> mm. two that you're cooperating together you're never going to be alone at any moment in the day that lies ahead and um, you can work in cooperation with the divine Mm. And I, 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 that's so simple. I love it, and and I can relate to that, and I can understand it. So it's a, it's a great question. I I throw that out there to the listener to give a go. You know, because wherever you are on the journey, and you know, people at such different stages. Again, I was so humbled at the weekend to meet. You know, just such a cross-section of experiences and people, people who'd lost children, people who'd really struggled, people who'd had all kinds of... And yet we're all hanging on in there. There's something about we can't turn our back on it because we know there's truth here, even though sometimes we struggle to know exactly how to articulate it and what it looks like. And I think wherever you are on this journey, we can say, yeah, God, what's the plan today? You know, what are we doing together today? And I, I think out of that will rise certain intuitions and impulses that are, you know, deep and sacred.
0: That's a great question,
1: mm. I think. So, two. I mean, two
0: good questions there, I think. You know, you know, why did you start out on this journey? Mm. Why did you yeah. decide to follow Jesus in the first yeah. place? And, uh, you know, what are you going to do together today?
1: Yeah, there you go. There finish you go. it there. Finish there. That's good. Strong finish. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, profundity
0: occurs by accident.
1: <laughs> Quite by accident. Uh, on this
0: podcast. I think we should finish it there, because you're very tired, aren't you? I am,
1: sorry. I can Thank... say, as
0: this podcast has gone on, I've Thank just been you. aware of uh, a sort of vacancy <laughs> I, happening I'm in so a seat. sorry.
1: Thank you, everyone, for bearing with it. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I did my bless. best.
0: You did no. You turned up, and that's the most <laughs> we can ask. I think it
1: is. <laughs> Sorry about that. So
0: we should let you go and get some fresh air and do, do the things. Put your seagull mask on. Do I your dance.
1: I will do a little dance shoes. on the beach before cell place tonight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, listen. Do get in touch, people. If you uh, have anything to say, anything to share, it's always great to hear from you. Um, yes. Where do they use point their email machines, Joe?
1: They would point their email machines at Joe at midfaithcrisis.org and press the send button.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna edit that, but I should be honest to say there's an edit there because Joe actually got the address wrong he's (laughs) so (laughs) tired.
1: Just cue the closing music. Okay, let's
0: do it. We'll see you all next week.
1: Bye!